Yo, what is going on, everyone? It's your mother's favorite fantasy analyst, Notorious Fantasy, back again with another fantasy football video. In today's video, I got the hardest players to rank for 2020. This is my personal list. Maybe you guys actually know exactly where you like these players in your rankings. But personally, for me, there are some things that make me a bit confused about these players. Obviously, they're all ranked in my rankings that you can find on Patreon. You want to check that out down below. That was a seamless push right there from my Patreon. If you guys want to click that subscribe button down below, obviously, before we get into the video, that would really help me out a lot. It's going to help you guys out a lot because I produce content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship. So let's get right into the video. Hardest players to rank for fantasy football in 2020. Coming in here at number one, we have AJ Brown of the Tennessee Titans FFPC ADP 45.67. FFPC is high stakes type of leagues, uh, like a hundred plus dollar entry type of leagues and ADP means average draft position. So the 45th player off the board. He's a Tennessee Titan, obviously. Six foot tall, 226 pounds, 23 years old out of Ole Miss last season. He was a rookie. He's that guy in that famous picture of DK Metcalf, where DK Metcalf looks absolutely ripped. And then AJ Brown also looks fucking yoked as fuck just standing right next to him but you'd have no idea that that was AJ Brown because DK Metcalf was just taking up the whole picture being absolutely huge right now his workout metrics out of college obviously this is from the combine 449 40 yard dash 69th percentile very nice 109.7 speed score 90th percentile 55th percentile burst score 48th percentile agility score 64th percentile catch radius and a 100th percentile bus score if you were a Tennessee Titans fan because you blew your load all over the screen watching AJ Brown after having to deal with bum-ass Corey Davis for the last couple of years. Speaking of Corey Davis, obviously at the beginning of the year, Corey Davis was the wide receiver one of the Tennessee Titans when Marcus Mariota was the starting quarterback. Obviously, A.J. Brown played all 16 games, but he really only started 11 because he really started getting it going once Ryan Tannehill became the starting quarterback after Mariota got benched. Right now, he's going off the board as wide receiver number 16, and he is my wide receiver number 18. Wide receiver number 21 last season in 16 games, but like I said, he only started 11 games. He had 13.6 PPR points per game, 30th at wide receiver, 84 total targets, 5.2 per game, 47th at wide receiver, 53 receptions, 3.2 per game, 43 at wide receiver 1051 receiving yards 65.7 per game 21st at wide receiver five red zone receptions 42nd at wide receiver and he turned those five red zone receptions into nine total touchdowns third at wide receiver so a very high touchdown total for a guy that you wouldn't think would be some type of ball hawk in the end zone because he's not really that guy but he was still storing because of the fact that the guy was just wide open deep down the field 19.5 percent target share 41 at wide receiver now we're going to start to get into why i'm kind of confused on where to rank aj brown and why i'm kind Kind of more off of him than obviously the general public having him at wide receiver number 16. The biggest of those concerns to me is honestly the Titans 30th in pass percentage in the NFL, 51.21%. Obviously, as you guys know, the Tennessee Titans run through one man and one man only, and it's big man, Derrick Henry. They hand him the ball. He turns people around. He puts them six feet into the dirt. He murders them like his name was Ray Lewis. So I don't know, like A.J. Brown... Very efficient last season. This is also a concern of mine. Will he be this efficient in 2020 after super efficient season in 2019? 20.2 yards per reception last season. Number three in the NFL. 12.5 yards per target. Second at wide receiver. 0.71 fantasy points per pass route. Second at wide receiver. 2.58 fantasy points per target. Second at wide receiver. So that super duper amount of efficiency, can it correlate on a year-to-year basis? Typically, with a guy like A.J. Brown, a guy who who's more unknown on a very run-heavy team, I don't personally think it will. 
obviously efficiency could obviously you might think holy shit this is going to help out AJ Brown while this is a thing that oh AJ Brown was very good last year and I do not want you guys to think I think AJ Brown's a good a bad wide receiver because AJ Brown is a very talented wide receiver a very good wide receiver and I just think the problem is they're not going to be passing the ball enough to maybe guarantee AJ Brown to be that top 15 type of guy that many people might see A.J. Brown as. I also think there is something to be told about the fact that Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown had good chemistry due to the fact that they were both on the second team offense in practice. Obviously at the beginning of the year Marcus Mariota was the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans and obviously Ryan Tannehill was not. He was the second stringer so he's throwing the ball to the backup A.J. Brown whereas Marcus Mariota is throwing it to Corey Davis. He's throwing it to all these other guys. I think that when we try to project guys like Janu Smith to really take that step up doesn't A.J. Brown have to kind of take a step down and what happens if Corey Davis magically breaks out? If Corey Davis is magically just somehow not completely garbage I think A.J. Brown takes a dip with how much these guys are going to be running the ball. Fuck whatever the coach's name is, Mike Vrabel loves to run the ball. That's the motherfucker who literally did the Patriots. He fucked the Patriots by doing what the Patriots do. He's the guy who was letting the clock run out, doing all types of weird stuff to make sure that the clock kept running. They're geniuses over there. Vrabel is a genius of a coach, and he knows you win the game by running the rock with Derrick Henry. You don't win it by letting Ryan Tannehill throw the ball 30 times, just like with the Baltimore Ravens. You want to know how you win the game? You let Lamar Jackson not throw the ball a zillion times. You let him run it around. You let him hand the ball off, and you let the defense be scared of that. You don't let the defense try to key in on the passes because the Tennessee Titans were able to stop that. The same thing happens. Some teams are going to figure out that, hey, maybe you need to try to make the, the Tannehill throw the ball, but at the end of the day, they're still going to run it because it doesn't matter. You could stack the box. You could put 20 dudes in front of the line, and Derrick Henry will barrel through all of them. So I think A.J. Brown is going to have a good season. He'll probably finish as a wide receiver, too, and he'll probably have an okay season, but I think you're going to be disappointed where a lot of people really see him being a top 10 option this season in 2020. Next guy to talk about here is Maki Mock Ingram of the Baltimore Ravens. Mark Ingram's ADP right now in FFPC is 59.67, obviously a Baltimore Raven, formerly of the new Orleans Saints drafted out of Alabama, 5'9", 215 pounds, 30.6 years old. Now, his workout metrics are absolutely atrocious. I will read them off, but that doesn't really show how much of a good player Mark Ingram is. Sure, he's one of those thicker kind of guys. He just runs the rock through you. He's kind of like Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry was smaller, I guess is how I would word it. So he is a great running back, though. 4.62, 40-yard dash, 40th percentile, 42nd percentile speed score, 13th percentile burst score, 16th percentile agility score. But he is swole, 58th percentile bench press. So talking about, obviously, Mark Ingram, right now he's my running back number 28. He's coming off the board as running back number 26. Now, right last season, he finished as running back number 11 in 2019 in 15 games. The guy was ultra ultra efficient. They were running the ball so often that it would be hard for Mark Ingram to have been a bust last year due to the exorbitant amount of rushing plays flying into Mark Ingram's hands. 15.9 PPR points per game, 10th at running back, 201 carries, 13.4 per game, 20th at running back, 1,013 rush yards, 67.5 per game, 13th at running back, 30 targets, 2.0 per game, 43rd at running back, 26 receptions, 1.7 per game, 40th at running back. So don't expect Mark Ingram to be one of these guys that's going to catch 50, 60 balls, probably not even catch, just get 50, 60 targets. Because obviously they're bringing J.K. Dobbins and that will likely be his role. And even if he wasn't there, it's clearly not Mark Ingram's role because the other people behind him were taking it last season. 247 receiving yards, 33rd at running back. Red zone touches were 46, 3.1 per game, 8th at running back. And his total touchdowns were 15th, 4th at running back. 
you can clearly see that Mark Ingram is going to, he got his point total kind of carried by the amount of touchdowns that he ended up having. He only ranked 20th in carries, 13th in rush yards, but he ranked number four in red zone, or not in red zone touches. He was eighth, and in total touchdowns, he was number four. So those touchdown totals might end up going down this year, especially with J.K. Dobbins there, which kind of confuses my rankings because if they didn't draft J.K. Dobbins, I would have Ingram slotted as a probably a top 15 type of running back. But now with that move, Mark Ingram is really falling down for me. Obviously, like I said, they draft J.K. Dobbins. Baltimore was number one in rushes per game, 36.8. And I think this year we see them actually pass the ball more because I think the Tennessee Titans wrote down the blueprint of how to beat the Baltimore Ravens. You want to know how you do it? You you stop the run game and you make Lamar Jackson falter. Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback. There are people who say, oh, Lamar Jackson, even though he does all this, he's still just a running back. I make jokes about it, but it's not actually true. The guy can pass the fucking ball, but if you make him pass at a very high rate, the guy is going to falter. When they're down in games and they can't run the ball, that man crumbles like a goddamn piece of paper. He falls like Humpty Dumpty off that goddamn wall. So it's kind of concerning. They had a 54.07% run percentage in 2019, number one in the NFL. And while I think they're going to still probably run the ball around 50% of the time, I'm kind of concerned that Dobbins might even though I don't think Dobbins is going to have that great of a fantasy season, I think Dobbins kind of might potentially get more snaps than a guy like Josh Hill or whatever that guy's name was last year. Hill, obviously, of the Ravens, and then they also have Gus Edwards. They have all these guys behind him, and then people always talk about, oh, someone's last year, We all the talk was someone's going to beat out Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's not that good. Now they bring in someone who could legitimately beat out Mark Ingram. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. I do worry about Ingram getting less touches, seeing less work in the offense this season than we saw last year so that's going to move him down even more and in such a run heavy team even though I don't think they're going to be running it as much it's just very concerning for Mark Ingram I just don't know what to do with him because I can 100% see a situation this year where Ingram is back again inside the top 12 I can 100% see that but I also see him completely busting on your goddamn face just getting one straight to the face like your name's Lana Rhodes and getting screwed over so I I that's why I kind of find him tough to rank right now I got him at riding back number 28 and I don't think he can move much higher than that for me to be honest with you I think he's going to be a useful running back he'll probably be a fine flex for your team but don't expect that same production last year I don't think he gets anywhere near the same amount of production so next guy up on the board is wide receiver Stefan Diggs. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. FFPC for Stefan Diggs, ADP 73.57. Obviously now Stefan Diggs is a Buffalo Bill, but he used to be a Minnesota Viking. So right now he is six feet tall, obviously right now, as if his fucking height has changed in the last couple of years. The guy's 26 years old, so that, that was kind of stupid to say. But 195 pounds, uh, six, 26.4 years old. His workout metrics go as follow. 4.46 40-yard dash, 77th percentile, 61st percentile speed score, 6, 29th percentile burst score, 34th percentile agility score, and a 38th percentile catch radius now obviously he moves to buffalo so his adp is kind of lower for me not his adp my personal feeling on him is a bit lower because of this move to the i don't think it really affects him too much but i am a bit worried about what happens now in buffalo right now he's coming off the board as wide receiver number 20 according to adp and he is my wide receiver numero 26 last season he finished as wide receiver number 24 in 2019 and 15 games but a lot of those games adam thielen was actually hurt 14 
0.3 PPR points per game in 2019, ranking 24th at the wide receiver position. He had 93 total targets, 6.2 per game, 34th at wide receiver, 63 total receptions, 4.2 per game, 30th at wide receiver, 1,129 receiving yards, 75.3 per game, 15th at wide receiver, one red zone reception, 120th at wide receiver, six total touchdowns, 22nd at wide receiver, and a 21.9% target share in the Minnesota Vikings offense, 26th at wide receiver so now obviously he is a buffalo bill so trying to understand what's going to happen what the target share type of split what the receiving type of split is going to be in buffalo is as confusing as it fucking gets because there's only 18 vacated targets in buffalo for 69 yards very nice so honestly it's kind of the same core around fucking josh allen besides obviously they added in zach moss but he's a running back so john brown cole beasley the main hitters the main hard hitters there last season are still there john brown finished as wide receiver number 20 last season is that stefan diggs's ceiling it might be because they are a team that isn't necessarily super duper pass heavy now they might have to be more pass heavy because i thought that hey in this division it might be super fucking easy for them to win the afc east but now with cam newton i think the patriots have a better chance of winning it but cam newton's the next guy we're going to be talking about because he's kind of confusing as well so i think that stefan diggs could be a top 20 wide receiver i got him ranked as 26 the adp has him ranked as wide receiver number 20 i don't necessarily think he's going to be a straight up bum this year but I don't expect some super duper numbers out of Stefan Diggs like something we could have seen in the past him and Josh Allen practicing together on some high school football field on Instagram obviously gives me some hope hey they're gonna have a great connection and that's fine with me they should have a good connection but my only worry is how is he gonna spread the ball out because he doesn't really lock in on one ride receiver Josh Allen that is he looks at John Brown he looks at Cole Beasley he's looking all around the field I think Stefan Diggs while better than John Brown how much better is he than John Brown and why do I want Stefan Diggs that early when I could just get John Brown later I don't really understand that too much so I think Stefan Diggs is gonna be a fine wide receiver he's a guy that will end up on a couple of my teams most likely I had playing like eight fucking redraft leagues 10 redraft leagues so he'll probably end up on like one or two but he, you're not fucking getting the cock out and stroking it to Stefan Diggs you're just sitting there thinking all right I got Stefan Diggs whatever he'll be my flex every couple of weeks that's what you got to think about him you don't have to think at least to me that he's going to be some super high upside wide receiver now final guy of the video like I just said Cam Newton of the New England Deflatriots FFPC ADP 134.8 six foot five 248 pounds 31.2 years old 40 yard dash 95th percentile with a four point 124.3 burst score, 93rd percentile, 85th percentile Jody score, 61st percentile throw velocity, and 11th percentile Wonderlick Sco. Cam Newton right now coming off the board as ADP quarterback number 15, my quarterback number 19. He actually moved up a few slots. That's going to be updated on the Patreon rankings. Probably by, uh, as you're watching this, they should be probably updated. So 2019 stats. Last year, he only played two games. He sprained his foot week three. He wasn't playing too hot. 56.7% completion percentage, 572 passing yards for zero tutties, one INT. His rushing total, which is typically what boosts up Cam Newton, is that rushing total. A lot of people talk about, just like I have, how rushing in fantasy football for the quarterback is a cheat code because you only have to rush 10 yards to get one point, whereas you normally have to pass for 25 yards to get one point and you also typically in a lot of league is four point per passing touchdown you'll get two more points if they rush in a touchdown he had five rushes for negative two yards and zero touchdowns 8.3 fantasy points per game so he wasn't looking super hot at all in 2019 but the season before in 2018 he was looking hot but he ended up having to have surgery he's had surgery I believe two years in a row so not looking super hot for Cam Newton and if he didn't have surgery in 2018 he did in 2019 at the end of the 2018 season I believe 
He just had to sit out the whole uh, end of the season. So 19.9 points per game, eighth at quarterback, 3,395 passing yards, 19th at quarterback, 24 passing touchdowns, 14th at quarterback, 13 interceptions, eighth at quarterback. But the rushing numbers were obviously there, 101 carries, second at quarterback for 488 rushing yards, four total rushing touchdowns, fifth at quarterback, and 16 red zone carries. So he's a guy just like with Tom Brady. We saw Tom Brady. The guy has no fucking legs at all. He walks like he has a stick up his ass, but he somehow always was scoring those rushing touchdowns because that's the Bill Belichick system to get the quarterback into the end zone, hop over the line. Cam Newton can easily do it. So why do I have Cam Newton ranked lower than average? And why am I a bit confused on him? Obviously, it's because of those injury concerns. Newton is a high risk of injury according to sports injury predictors. Chance of injury in 2020 is 45%. So that's obviously quite concerning, though his projected games missed is only 0.7 and his astronomical durability score is crazy. He is rated 7 out of 5, which makes no sense to me because he completely breaks the scale because he somehow just always ends up playing. So obviously it's clear that the injury concern is a main concern for me of Cam Newton. I do think he will end up being the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. They obviously have an okay wide receiver core around him. He should be fine, but I don't see the same old Cam Newton from 2018 or from before where he's going to be like some type of top 10 quarterback. He will obviously have those weeks where he just absolutely butt fucks the Jets. He will have those games where he's like the number one guy, but I also think there's not the number one guy in fantasy, but a number one quarterback, like a top 12 guy, but there's going to be the weeks where he really disappoints, so I don't want to bet too highly on a guy like Cam Newton this season. Let me know down below what you guys overall thought of this list. If you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Make sure to check out the Patreon as well. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Have a great rest of your guys' day. I love you all. It really means a lot. We hit 4,500 subscribers. We're coming for 5,000. Then we're going to hit 10,000, and we're going to hit the moon from there. I have zero concern of this not growing. I try to put in as much work as possible, and I really hope you guys do enjoy these videos. Please let me know down below if you actually do enjoy and if you want anything to change because I always want to make sure everyone enjoys the video. So have a great rest of your guys' day, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. As always, goodbye.